Welcome to the Brand Ambassadors, your wide-angle look at the field of PR and what it means for your company. Your host is Merritt Hamilton Allen with co-host Gary Potterfield. Every firm has a compelling narrative that sets them apart from the crowd. In your company, you can use your own background and storytelling to your advantage as well as that of your business. Now, here are your hosts, Merritt Hamilton Allen and Gary Potterfield. Good morning. Welcome to the Brand Ambassadors. I'm Merritt Hamilton Allen. And Gary, I'm so glad you're back. We missed you. Oh, darn. I was around. Yeah, you you didn't miss us. I was around. You're around the world. Right. I sort of listened to one episode. That you fell asleep during? Yeah, I fell asleep during. I think that was our our Me Too episode. That's really nice, Gary. Yeah, Yeah, you're welcome. That's right. Okay. Yeah, you've always been sensitive to the plight of, <laughs> to the plight of uh, gender politics, yes. I know. Uh, no, I was interested until I fell asleep. So, there you go. But it had, I had an excuse. It was uh, a good meal and wine. That's true. I, That's, just, it was breakfast here, it was lunch there, and so... And it was Sicily. Yeah. I forgot to tell you, by the way, that... Um, the night... Uh, so, we, I, I, when, I, when I was returning, uh, we were out... Uh, late that evening, that night, got back home about uh, one o'clock in the morning, and um, two o'clock in the morning, I got to bed to get a couple of hours of sleep, and um, and then thirty-five minutes later, um, I'm like doing this, and I look up, and the no chandelier can, is shaking. No, no one can see what you were just doing. Okay, well, I'm I'm showing you. Okay. I, that, that's the problem <laughs> having you here. Okay. That's right. You're here. That's that's the problem. Anyway, I was kind of rolling back and forth, and uh, I look up, and the chandelier in the bedroom is shaking. So we had an earthquake. Ah. So I woke up at two thirty-five with an earthquake. It, it happened. Uh, it was a four point eight, I think, on the Richter wow. scale, about um, a half hour from uh, our house uh, in uh, in near Catania, and uh, it was in a town near where we. Uh, where we had our uh, wedding reception forever ago. So anyway, it was kind of cool, uh, or not cool for the people that had their houses <laughs> destroyed, <laughs> but it was it was interesting. Anyway, and it wasn't the it wasn't Mount Etna. They they said it wasn't a caused by Mount Etna. Anyway, just a little bit. Yeah, just just I mean, how I mean, how big is Sicily? And wouldn't Etna Sicily is the size of Maryland, okay, although so totally perfect. different. Yeah, obviously it's uh, geographically completely different, but uh, in terms of land mass. Mm-hmm. It's the size of Maryland. So, is there a fault besides Etna, or yeah, that whole area down? I mean, yeah, southern it's... Italy, and and uh, interestingly, um, um, Sardinia is in a different tectonic plate. It's the whole Eastern Mediterranean, isn't it? Hmm? Isn't the whole Eastern Mediterranean kind of volatile? Yeah, but uh, uh, Sardinia, for some reason, is on a different plate, and it doesn't suffer. Um, Earthquakes, but at any rate, so, I mean, they have a lot. All throughout the area, they have. Um, they, I mean, they have a lot of sensors, not because of earthquake as much as because of the volcano. volcano right. Uh, but apparently, this was uh, not related to the volcano. But anyway, that was an interesting way to wake up and and uh, and leave. So. So I'm curious in your in your wakeful daytime sober moments. Um, <laughs> And there okay. must have been a couple. Uh, yeah, yeah, was that was Tuesday the? Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's right. Anyway, go ahead. Um, what did you notice? Because um, I know you're always looking at signage. What did you see yeah. with regard to signage or branding or uh, image? Well, and what's, I what's, indeed, what's I it uh, it's like this. I've said this before. I think it's like the sixth sense. You know, I always see signage. No matter where I go, I see signage. Um, 
uh, anyway, I uh, there's this little town which is one of my favorite uh, towns. It's uh, called uh, Achitreza, and um, and it's uh, it's on, along the water. And um, they have they have interactive signage right there in the right there in the town square, so uh, you can go right up to it, and uh, you can you you know you it, it's 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 run, a touch screen. Yes, touch screen, big mm-hmm. touch screen, run by the run by the uh, the town. So uh, so that was kind of cool. Um, oh, I was upset because why why are we doing this? What the heck is this? Right. Who, who's doing this? Why isn't Vox Optima doing this signage? Um, yeah. Why haven't you put Metro uh, Sicily or Citri- uh, Sicilian municipalities in our pipeline? Right. I know. Um, well, you know, I, and again, I look every. I go everywhere I go. I look for that. Whether it's a small, uh, you know, I, I look at the um, at the bars, uh, and I'm talking about the coffee bars, and see mm-hmm. and see, you know, do they have sign? And for the most part, I would say for the most part, it, when you go, when you get down to that level, at the local level, like mm-hmm. that, it's not. It, it, it is not as nearly as um, um, uh, as much as that we have here in the states. Um, when you get uh, uh, when you get bigger. Uh, and you go to the unfortunately the malls, and I say unfortunately because I mean you know thirty years ago, twenty years ago, maybe uh, up to twenty years ago there weren't even uh, you know they weren't in these big uh, centro commerciali, these big malls. But now we've got like within thirty minutes of uh, where we live, we, there's like five of them, which is, I guess it's okay. But uh, and those are just as you know they they, they are just like American ones uh, in terms of. Uh, in terms of marketing and signage and Chain interactivity, yeah, and uh, and so it's um, so so in terms of um, I mean it looks certainly it looks a little bit different, but you're going to see a lot of digital signage uh, in in the typical retail environment. You're mm-hmm. going to see it inside the stores. You're going to see it in uh, along the, uh, the the ways there. So uh, that is uh, very much similar to here, and uh, you know, but but uh, I still think that at the local level, at the small town level. Things are a little. St- there's still some mm-hmm. semblance of the way things were. So I don't, it's for me. It's a different. Uh, it's an interesting experience because, obviously, we're in this business. But when I'm there, I'm like, I want it to be the way it was. I want right. to freeze things in in time because I will tell you, I, it's still that when I. It's a lot of our friends and family are like, Oh, Gary, I wish I could go to the states. And I go, Yeah, you'd have a great time for about two weeks. But then your whole—that's just not the way they are culturally, at least in the in the towns. The mm-hmm. cities, maybe not so much, um, but in the towns, I mean, it's like you know where you know your butcher. You know, mm-hmm. you go to the uh, you know the the, the, the bread shop, and uh, just so many things are different than, than here. I I was shocked. You know, I've been going to Santa Fe for years, and uh, we spent Labor Day weekend in Santa Fe as a uh, anniversary trip, and I was really surprised because. Yeah, Santa Fe calls itself the city different, and it's supposed to be eclectic and artsy. And it, uh, particularly the plaza area, which is you know the heavy tourist area, so generic, and it's just generic Southwest. And the same vendors have bought multiple storefronts, and so I hate to say it, but it's you know turquoise kachina, kachina turquoise, um, leather jacket, portrait of a Native American wrapped in a flag. Um, and uh, I hate it. I hate it seeing see it go kind of mass market mm-hmm. like that. And I think that's that's inevitable. Uh, and I, I, I'm with you. I want Santa Fe to stay weird and quirky. And yeah, I mean that's the. I wish you know you can't go back again. But you wish the thing that's disappointing is yeah you go to. You go to uh, any town, any city, and you're going to find the same you know main drag, and you're going to find the same. 
you know, you know, Chili's and this, you know, the same restaurants. And I used to, you know, joke that you could go from one city to another and you could go into a restaurant, close your eyes, be blindfolded, you know, and get to the men's room without, without bumping into furniture, you know? Yeah. And so that's, uh, that is still different there. But, uh, but another thing over there, I mean, Amazon is, uh, continues to just, uh, you know, take over the world. Mm-hmm. Um, there was an Amazon locker in one of the malls there. So have you ever seen an Amazon yeah. locker? Yeah. So they have Amazon lockers there, and everyone's using Amazon Prime, and not everyone. That's not. It's mm-hmm. over. It's not quite as much as it is here, but still, um, you know, folks are folks are doing that, and uh, and I was going to do that uh, for something just to say, hey, I'm going to buy something uh, using Amazon Punto It, and uh, go to uh, the Amazon locker and pick it up. And now, with uh, Sicily being an island, do they do for Prime next day delivery? They do two day. Well, most of the time, it's two day delivery. Okay. But yeah, I mean, you know, I'll, here's another thing, and this is just something that I never feel like I'm. I never feel like I'm in an island. And I'm not going to answer that. Do you hear that? Uh-huh. I'm going to decline that. Um, uh, I don't feel like I'm in the on an island until I go up near uh, in Messina. Where the where the fall? Okay, we'll do that again. Is that somebody we know? That's somebody I know. Oh, okay. Yeah, we know. It's somebody we know. Okay. It's my wife. Oh. <laughs> Don't call me here. I'm on the air. Doggone it. <laughs> um, at any rate, um, so yeah, I, it, I think. It, but when you're in Sardinia, you know you're on an island. You feel like yeah, this is an island. They could shoot movies here of the old west. Okay, I give up. <laughs> Can we patch you? No, in I'm not going to patch her in. That would just be not cool. <laughs> that would not. Be, that would not be cool. I, I will meanwhile tell her, yeah, don't call it. Oh, um, one thing I wanted to um, when I think about uh, the municipality, the little village we're describing here, the town with the uh, uh, information kiosk. I guess I want to know: was it any good? Because sometimes, you know, sometimes. Uh, uh, interactive signage is great, and sometimes it's. Oh my gosh! I swear, it's, I, it's I apologize for this. Go ahead. That's all right. I hope it's not an emergency. No, I'm sure it's not. Okay. Um, no, it it, it it it. I'll tell you what it is. It's um, uh, some of it was pretty good. It it, it was um, uh, what what it, what you what I found was uh, they kept it simple. In other words, mm-hmm. they kept it reasonably simple so that you would see uh, you, you not a lot of video playing. So they were mm-hmm. smart about that. I think. About making sure that they weren't uh, overdoing it, but they it was adver- it was advertised based, by the way. So there was a lot there was advertisements. So self funded. Yeah. In so way. and so you know for restaurants and and stores in town. So, um, yeah, the the danger, of course, being you make an interactive signage, uh, a touch screen, and as soon as the touch screen starts stops working, that's a problem. So you got to right. be smart and and digital signage. I think about. Uh, what you're trying to accomplish? Yeah, you definitely have to ruggedize it. Um, and th- yeah, I checked that. I checked for that too to see. Okay, how mm-hmm. is this thing set up? You know, because it is outdoors. And is it earthquake proof? <laughs> right. I don't think it's going to be lava proof. Right. <laughs> I don't think it's going to be lava proof. If you've never been to uh, uh, Eastern Sicily, uh, um, everything is made. Most everything is uh, made from lava rock. Um, you know, I used to joke that uh, I can save so much money on my barbecue by just taking rocks. I don't need to, I don't need to buy lava rock for my old grill back. <laughs> I have my own dog on it. <laughs> I grew my own lava. <laughs> That's right. But, uh, you know, there's this, it, you, you see this, uh, the uh, Catania and all, all its environs, you see gray and, uh, the gray is because it's lava rock. So anyway, because in, in the 1600s, Catania was pretty much buried. Oh, that would do it. So they started over again. <laughs> they started over again. Okay. Well, and they had they had a, a basic building material. 
They do, and it's uh, it's it, it, lava it's rock. Lava rock, and it comes in handy. Uh, well, we've just uh, between between my wife trying to call in. Uh, I should have had her call in for like just a call in or something. Right, like. that's what I'm I'm thinking. But I we're we're guest number. We're coming up on a break here, Merritt. Um, so. Uh, uh, we'll continue on, and we'll talk about more things. If you want to talk to us uh, on the Brand Ambassadors, uh, you can give us a call at, let's get to our call na- call-in number again, 866-472-5790, or give us a, send us an email at brand.ambassadors at voxoptima.com, and we've got more to talk about other than what I did on my summer vacation uh, when we come back on the Brand Ambassadors. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. When business people think PR, they usually think spin. Good, bad, or indifferent. But spin without a strategy gets you nowhere but lighter in the wallet. At Vox Optima, our outcome-based communication is about results, not the ride. You're focused on your bottom-line goals, and so are we. From strategic planning to creative design and production, Vox Optima has experts ready to support your requirements today. Also look to Vox Optima for crisis communication, media training, and issue management. Vox Optima is a service-disabled veteran and a woman-owned business with consultants working from coast to coast. Vox Optima ties PR strategy and every last communication product to what your organization needs to be successful. At Vox Optima, you won't be spinning your wheels. You'll be getting results. Strategy, not spin. To make our results work for you, visit VoxOptima.com. That's VoxOptima.com. Are you a business leader or executive that wants to achieve more? Not just in it for profit, but to do work you find meaningful that adds more value to more people in more ways. Listen for the Business Elevation Show with host Chris Cooper. You'll hear from successful achievers from around the world with the passion and experience to offer invaluable guidance. The Business Elevation Show can be heard live on Fridays at 8 a.m. U.S. Pacific Time, usually 4 p.m. U.K., on the Voice America Business Channel. Be more. Achieve more. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. listening to the brand ambassadors to reach our program today please call in to 1-866-472-5790 that's 1-866-472-5790 or send an email with questions or comments to brand.ambassadors at voxoptima.com now back to this week's program Welcome back to the Brand Ambassadors. I'm Merritt Hamilton-Allen, and I'm uh, talking with my uh, happily returned uh, co-host, Gary Potterfield. He's a Siciliophile, bon vivant, just returned from a glamorous trip uh, to Sicily. We were talking about marketing and uh, branding trends uh, overseas. And what else did you see? Well, I, I think one of the things that um, – that, that, uh 
from a technological perspective, uh, Italy in general and uh, uh, Sicily specifically, you know, they're there. I mean, we at our house uh, there, we have fiber. So, I mean, so it's things are where they need to be in that regard. But I think culturally, particularly uh, when you go away from the big city, when you go into the towns, um, there's a resistance. And I think, you know, part of it is driven by uh, just flat out commerce and, and, and people's jobs. I mean... So, for as an example, uh, you know, when when my mother-in-law needs to go to a doctor's appointment, my wife, she has to get up like super early, get to the doctor's office. She's got to, you know, get signed in, and all these things could be taken. Uh, the the mm-hmm. capability of doing this all digitally, it's all there. Mm-hmm. Yet, it's not being done because it's all, you know. I, I think that uh, there's a, this resistance to, the, and I understand it. Where, wow, I could lose a job. You know, someone's right. You know, not thinking to where this can take us to the next level. So you see a lot of that. Um, and in the towns, yeah, I mean, you, 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 um, you, you're seeing the advances where it used to be the guy where it was always a guy when you were parking, it was always this guy that had no legal standing at all, just a guy who would uh, watch your car for you. You'd, you'd, mm-hmm. and it's understood you're going to pay a euro and he's going to you know mm-hmm. he's going to watch your car. Well, now they got you know everything's the now they've got the no kidding parking meters and the and the no you know you, and you go do that digitally. So those guys are kind of going away. But I think it's still probably um, you know in that regard a little bit behind. Um, and I still think they haven't quite uh, you know taken to. Um, the full capabilities of, of digital in terms of digital advertising, digital marketing. I mean, if you look at Italy, they're um, for digital advertising, they're like number nine in the world, um, where you know you would think they'd be a little bit higher than that. Um, uh, digital media, they're like thir- the 13th or 14th in the world. Um, so they're all coming along, uh, but um, uh, I guess thankfully for, for me, it's, it's taking a little longer. Well, that's... Uh if you think about, um, as I think some of the top Italian or Euro- European brands we think of, it's not uh, a big box store. Uh, you know, uh, there's not an Italian Walmart that's a global brand. They're, they're definitely more, uh, I think, craftsman-oriented, mm. fine workmanship-oriented. And I think I think keeping that is, in, uh, is certainly important. Um what happened? Uh, did anybody talk about Starbucks opening in Milano while you were down there? No, I, I, and I, I think the uh, if they opened up one of those, uh, I would. Oh, that would be awful. I, I, sorry, Starbucks, but it would be. Well, I was in the National Harbor Starbucks this morning, and they have a sign now. It says Seattle, nineteen seventy-one, Milan, twenty eighteen. Oh my! So it's part of their it's brand just, now. I, I, wow! I mean. I think this is such a misunderstanding still from Americans in terms of what, you know, the, the, the coffee bar experience is um, in Italy. And it's 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 a different it's a different thing. You know, you go there, you, you're there, you have your coffee quickly, you're out in five minutes, you know, you have a chat or something like that. Um, another thing that is still cultural, and I think it's more, uh, it's this is not everywhere in Italy, but certainly in the, in the city of Catania it, it, it exists, is that there are there are coffee bars that don't even open until midnight. They open at midnight, and by three in the morning they're they're packed. Uh, it's because it's a different uh, you know going out going out to, um, to 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 do something in the evening starts very late. Um, but that's just all part of the cultural experience. I would say another thing. This is unrelated directly to uh, to the marketing things, but um, we went to this club. Late, uh, it, it was a, it was their the seasonal opening, the winter season opening of this club the night before I left, and um, I think the average age of the people in this club, and it was a disco, 
the average age was probably 50. I mean, so the, the, it's a totally cultural, it's a very different cultural experience. You know, what do people, they were asking, what do people do in America, and, you know, for fun? And I'm thinking, they're not doing what you're doing, which I think is really great that there's folks of my age are out, uh, um, you know, doing something that, uh, that, you know, culturally we wouldn't do. So there's another aspect of marketing, uh, marketing to, uh, I think they're less, um, I think there's less division culturally in, in age divisions. You know, I think certainly there's things that young people do that the older the people who are a little bit older don't do. But um, I think a lot of I don't think there's much of, of clear demarcation between what young people do and what old people do. And do you think that could be a function of the marketing where they're not, you know, looking for that 18 to 34 demographic? Uh, they're, they're looking at the entire population. I think so. I mean, I, I think that's, I mean, people who, it's not like, like uh, I, you have the feeling here, and I think I've experienced this more because of, you know, being exposed to different cultures, the two cultures specifically, that I see it more often in Americans. Like, wow, Americans, it's like when when an American, you know, gets to a certain age, it's like they don't do that anymore. They don't, they're not as, obviously, Italians are much more fashion conscious, but they really are up until, you know, you're going to find people until, you know, you're not going to find a, a, a you know, a, an Italian um, a woman who's not going to be caring, uh, really caring about what she's wearing all the time. So the same, that does, that continues from the youth all the way up until, until, uh, a later age so that changes i think the marketing a lot too um and i think it's that's a positive oh i agree that was uh one of the things i really really loved about my time in italy i was in florence and uh, i just looked at italian women all the time because they all were uh, uh dressed impeccably groomed impeccably and then I got, you know, the biggest wave of jealousy. I saw this gorgeous uh, Italian woman in four-inch heels hop on a red Vespa holding a dachshund. And I thought, oh, that's my life. That is my dream life, dachshund, Vespa, glamour. Well, yeah. That, um, and so I, for that reason, again, with all the relatives and friends who were saying to me, oh, Gary, I wish I could come to, you know, I wish I could live in America. And I'd say, you'd, live, you'd love it for a couple of weeks because it's different. Nothing, nothing not to love. It's just that you're culturally the things you want to do that are going to make you happy and mm-hmm. you're not, not going to go to the you know you're going to go to the local if you're here in the middle atlantic you're going to go to giant for 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 a loaf of uh, you know uh, of uh, kind of pretend uh, french Attica baguettes Jared, yeah you know you're not going to literally one evening we had <laughs> it's dinner time and my mother-in-law is like uh, anna you know where's the bread and she's like oh we forgot the bread I mean, it became a it became like a crisis, mm-hmm. you know. So I have to I go down to the <laughs> local uh, panificio and uh, and there's a dozen people standing outside because the bread hadn't come out of the oven yet. It's seven o'clock at night, and and most of them are men. The wives send the husbands out. Go get the bread. I mean, this is serious. <laughs> Where's this is a serious issue here? Mm-hmm. It's just totally. So I was like, you know, you're going to have a different. You're not going to go to your butcher. I mean, that's a sad thing. Of you know, in the old days in America, mm-hmm. you knew your butcher. My wife over there, we know the butcher, Senor Nino. We know him. You know, we do have some of that in Albuquerque, although I'm disappointed. We used to have a, a green grocer called the Farmer's Market. That was great. And the owner was a big personality and he was big. He was always in his advertising. Uh, and it was it was good produce. We have a local butcher uh, that also is involved in raising uh, the animals uh, uh, that are uh, harvested for meat. Uh, 
I, I really like that, and it is, it doesn't take that much longer, uh, and it's 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 really uh, it's really a cool thing. It's very different. I, I could imagine mm-hmm. your mother in law um, going to Walmart on a Saturday morning and seeing all the sweatpants. <laughs> <laughs> All the sweatpants, all the pajama I, bottoms. I, I have to go into the, years ago, when my, when my in-laws came over, the uh, first time they'd come to the States, and um, we were in Indianapolis. And, um, and my, you know, again, bread was a big issue. So my father-in-law, the only thing he knew really knew how to do, couldn't speak English at all, but he would go to the local supermarket, and he'd, he'd, like, he'd buy up the entire basket full of French baguettes, the closest thing to, uh, mm-hmm. to a bread. So... Um, he, every day he was taking a, he was taking like four loaves of this every single day, and so we go into the store one time and uh, and and there's four and there's Anna there's me my mother in law my father in law, and then there's this woman like probably a forty year old woman, uh, you know three or four people ahead of us in line and she turns around and she's and she kind of like smiles I thought she was smiling at me my wife's going what's going on here it's my smelling at my father in law because he's there every day. <laughs> Uh, but you know, I, I, I think about that sometimes. Is there is there a way in America to get? I, I don't know if there's a market for it to get to uh, in communities um, where you have co- corner stores, where you live in a townhouse and you have corner stores, and and you know, and you know your grocer. Is that even is there even a market for that here in the states? I, I think it'd be kind of cool. You know, I think in some cases it is, and that was something I noticed. Um, uh, when we were uh, doing training for NATO and Bidgos, uh, down from our hotel, there was that mall that had was anchored kind of what I would call like a kind of a Polish Fortnum and Mason. It was a grocery store and had basics, but also had just some really lovely luxury pieces. It's called Alma. Mm, right. And one thing that struck me is you'd see kids in there in the evening picking up rolls for dinner. Yeah. Because bread is not good the next day. <laughs> well, Unless that, you're in the U.S. Right. You then bread is it's, it's just it's wonder bread yeah or whatever <laughs> i think i've told the other uh story about the time we called my my when when nathania my oldest was only a year and a half old and we uh were calling my folks back in the states and uh, they're asking what's, what's been going on and we said well hey, nothing much uh, oh uh you know a loaf of bread fell on nathania's nose and she's and they're like and you know, they're envisioning a loaf of Wonder Bread, like, bouncing off of my daughter's. <laughs> so, no, you don't get it. This is, We're talking about three pounds of bread here with, with a hard crust. <laughs> but I, I, I just would love it, uh, com- to find a community where you had that kind of a sense where you could have the corner store. And you, I mean, I, I don't know. Maybe we're past that. but Yeah. I don't know. I don't know because. But you could still have signage. Yeah, it's true. You could. You could. And uh, whether we're in Poland or uh, in Brussels or in Lille or some places I've gone for work recently, because I am a dork and a housewife, I love to go to the grocery stores, and just yeah. see, and I look at prices and I get out my calculator and figure out how much chicken is per pound and <laughs> or kilo or do you know do all the the euro to pound to kilo math. Um, that's not a, a we went there the first time uh, we were there the first time I remember I don't know if you remember you should remember I was sick as a dog when I got uh-huh. there and I had to go to an actual no kidding real pharmacy uh-huh. it wasn't a CVS right you know, it's a real pharmacy and I'm trying to you know, talk to these folks and uh, it's uh, pharmacies that actually do pharmacy stuff and they, and they gave you good stuff yeah, they, did give, they gave me good stuff well, uh, here we go again. We're uh, we're up on a break again here in, uh, on the brand ambassadors, and uh, and uh, we are going to move on to something else. So when we come back, if I can ever get my doggone thing here, uh, if you uh, give us a call, please eight six six four seven two fifty seven ninety or email us at brand at dot ambassadors at vuxoptima dot com, and uh, 
Merritt and Gary will be back with you in a couple of minutes. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. When business people think PR, they usually think spin. Good, bad, or indifferent. But spin without a strategy gets you nowhere but lighter in the wallet. At Vox Optima, our outcome-based communication is about results, not the ride. You're focused on your bottom-line goals, and so are we. From strategic planning to creative design and production, Vox Optima has experts ready to support your requirements today. Also look to Vox Optima for crisis communication, media training, and issue management. Vox Optima is a service-disabled veteran and a woman-owned business with consultants working from coast to coast. Vox Optima ties PR strategy and every last communication product to what your organization needs to be successful. At Vox Optima, you won't be spinning your wheels. You'll be getting results. Strategy, not spin. To make our results work for you, visit VoxOptima.com. That's VoxOptima.com. Are you finding your frequency? It can be described as that space between failure and success. It's the future of digital media. It's finding your voice. It's engaging topics, content, and ideas. Jeff and Ryan discuss the digital media space and all of its aspects. It's about making the mistakes, taking the chances, summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone, and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and find your frequency. Why? Fridays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. listening to the brand ambassadors to reach our program today please call in to 1-866-472-5790 that's 1-866-472-5790 or send an email with questions or comments to brand.ambassadors at voxoptima.com now back to this week's program welcome back to the brand ambassadors i'm gary potterfield along with Merritt hamilton allen and we're We've been talking about uh, some cultural differences uh, and uh, and marketing differences between uh, cultures, uh, specifically the Italian and the, uh, or more specifically Sicilian and the American ones. Simply because I came back from my summer vacation, which was a uh, actually a transition into fall vacation. We only got to the beach a couple of times, um, but that was okay. We had a good time anyway. So uh, we we talked a little bit uh, last segment, Merritt, about um, some of the, the the brands, and you did some research. You were looking at some of the, uh, the the most popular brands in Europe, um, or no, world was it worldwide or just in Europe? Uh, one is Europe, and well, they're European brands, and they're both worldwide polls. Okay. So it's the world looking at Europe, and one is Ranker, and so it's a matter of Ranker user votes. 
and one is a social media survey where a, a company called, scrolling down, a company called Netbase uh, looked at uh, European brands and ranked them according to their social media love scores. And they examined data from 6.5 million social media posts from 50 countries to find out which companies were most closely associated with expressions of love. Social media posts about brands which contained words like adorable, gorgeous, outstanding, fantastic, and perfect were picked up by the software. Now, this is where you and I got skeptical. The analysis discounted sarcastic posts, as well as those when the expression of love was not directed toward the brand in question. So NetBase ranked um, the most loved brands in Europe. And interestingly, in the top 20, one I would think would get there, uh, uh, Mercedes-Benz did not. But SAP did. That's a weird one. Yeah, SAP gets more social media love. SAP? SAP. Why would anyone even think of them? SAP's number 14. Barclays is number 13, Mm. largely through sponsorships. Jaguar, or if um, you want to be British about it, Jaguar. 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 Number 12, uh, Dior, number 11, Porsche, number 10, Ferrari, number 9, Audi, number 8. So a lot of car brands other than Mercedes. Tesco. Which is uh, the British supermarket chain. Chanel, Adidas, BMW's number 4. Lego is number three. That one makes sense to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lego makes sense. Google is number two. Just love. Uh, and Apple's number one. Apple is the most loved brand in Europe. Yeah, the, uh, you know, you uh, the uh, you go in the malls. Sicily, there's the Apple store, just like the Apple store. Mm-hmm. It's exactly the Apple store. Mm-hmm. And so it's a big deal. Same T-shirt, same, same badges. Same, pretty same much, everything. same everything. Headsets. And it's a, it is a, uh, a strangely comforting feeling. You go, I'm in the Apple store. Well, the same thing when we were in, uh, when we were in Bidgosh in mm-hmm. Poland. It was like, you go in the Apple store. It's like. It, that, was an, that was an authorized reseller. That wasn't, the, but it still felt like the Apple store. I know, but it was an authorized reseller. Yeah. I noted that. I d- okay, well, good. Yeah, because because I'm I'm snotty that way. <laughs> it was only <laughs> an this is not good reseller. enough for me. <laughs> yeah, but you know that's the other thing is that uh, uh, you know uh, as soon as I got to um, as soon as I, I, I got into Sicily, um, actually in the airport in Catania, they had this gigantic. I mean, a really big digital sign. It was probably. I mean, obviously, it had to be multiple mm-hmm. screens together it was i'm going to guess it was about um 15 maybe 20 feet high mm-hmm. by it was it was a it was a portrait shaped mm-hmm. and it was they were advertising the iphone 10 I, I, the new iphone 10 i mean mm-hmm. they, and i had just gotten there and they in uh, september 21st 22nd i got there and they were immediately advertising the mm-hmm. iphone 10 so that shows you how um, you know, in the old days, 20, 30 years ago, 20 years ago, even, um, y- y- things that were, th- that came out here in the States wouldn't be popular there. Would, they wouldn't make it there for months. Mm-hmm. It's instantaneous. iPhone 10 international release. You oh, know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, when you talk about, uh, signage in public places, one thing I, I've followed with some interest over the past few years has been Dallas Fort Worth airport. And one thing that drives me nuts is in a couple of the American Airlines terminals, there are these massive displays like you're talking about. Uh, these are landscape. They're up high. 
uh, kind of from the ceiling, and they're probably uh, 15 by 20 or 20 by 15. Uh, and most of the time, they're blue and they say Samsung. Mm. <laughs> and they're not working, and that drives me nuts. But they've also been doing a lot of renovations, and what they've done uh, in the in the terminals I'm in is they put a kiosk that's each gate number, so that the basically the gate sign that lets you know you're an A21 right. also has a portrait digital sign on it running ads. Yeah, so, the, the so it's really integrated into the wayfinding, but advertising. Have you noticed that? Uh, uh, in the airports now and uh, where you, you go to some gates now and they don't look like gates at all. They're like, they look like bars or look like a place. I mean, yeah. they've got where you sit and you hang out and you're like, well, wait a minute, but where's the that, gate? You do not have that in Europe. Um, the gate is like a locked holding area. Well, no, uh, no, it depends. In my, in I, my mean, experience. Well, I, I mean, I, when I, I was, well, it was, well, but no, but here I was in Paris and uh, I got frustrated because I got, they changed my gate three times. And then, then they said, and this is just the, the, the this is the, this is the, 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 me not getting it enough. It, it said, uh, flight, uh, the flight to Washington Dulles is now, uh, has changed on gate and on gate E21. I'm like, on, from, to, which is it? <laughs> I'm a dumb American, please. Prepositions matter. Yes, exactly. But no, I, I saw some of the, because they've, you know, they, 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 they've got so many different, um, you know, new terminals now. You know, they've got so, so yeah, you're trying, but I would say that wayfinding. I, I was frustrated by some of the wayfinding, like, uh, wait a minute, you're, you're, and that's, I think we find that anywhere in the world where you don't you hate when you're, when you're getting, you, they're doing a good job in, of signage, whether it's physical or digital, to get you somewhere, and then it stops. Like right. there's a gap, right? It tells you to go down this, this, mm -hmm. this corridor, and then, whoa, whoa, whoa wait a minute. Or they uh, expect they it, it's supposed to be a convenient thoroughfare that isn't signed well at all. Uh, that would be the Montreal Underground, mm. where the signage is small, hard to read, infrequent, and only in French. <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> One of the things I didn't get to do uh, uh, that I want I did several things I didn't get to do this time in this last trip. But one of them was to ride the, the, the metro in Catania because they've been building this metro up for years now. And uh, and they're taking it like way the heck up on Mount Etna. And, and they really need to because um, that's another thing you're going to – is you, when you go to a small European town that was designed for – you know, was not designed for motorized vehicles. And you look in the town, every, there are cars that are taking up every inch of space. And uh, there's just just barely enough room for your car to get through on the small roads. So the um, uh, so the metro for people to go downtown to go to work is just I mean talk about important. Um, so I wanted to see that they got a brand new metro thing going on there. So um, anyway, uh, we go through some more brands. Yeah, uh, please. Rank, Ranker did one, and this is again with. Um, uh, using their online audience and voters of top European brands. And these are a lot more typical, but again, uh, very much in the luxury uh, craftsmanship category. Number one, BMW, followed by a Ferrari, Mercedes-Benz, Adidas, Porsche, Lacoste, because alligator shirts are back. Mm. What's the difference between Izod and Lacoste? Is there a difference? I, I don't know. Audi, uh, Hugo Boss, Maserati, Puma. Aston Martin, Versace, Gucci, Prada, Rolex, Tissot, Burberry, Bentley, and my favorite, Nivea. 
It's a cream. You got to get that Nivea cream. It, it, no, it's good stuff. Yeah, Chanel, Christian Dior, Fiat, and then industrial um, AB Volvo. So that includes their truck and trailer business, Hermes, and Siemens. Hmm. So with the exception of Siemens, I think just about every everything there. Oh, well, and Nivea is a high end label that I don't even know if those labels are independent anymore. You know, everything has consolidated. Right. Uh, well, who used to be? Who were the other ones? Uh, it was. I always think of another one uh, the, the, from years and years ago that was like Nivea. What was the other cream? What was the Neutrogena? Was that's it, Norwegian? Who was another one? I don't know. Doesn't matter. Um, and, interestingly, going back, uh, Noxima. Noxima. That was it. Who were they? I I don't know. I'll look it up. <laughs> but gosh, my face is tingling already. It's all mentholy. <laughs> it's very mentholy. Um. By the way, uh, Aaron, our engineer, had uh, mentioned to me in a text here that uh, that when we were talking SAP, SAP's got shows on on uh, they're big on on Voice America. Yeah. So of course they're popular. Of course, of course. Now see that makes sense. Um, okay, Noxima is part of the Unilever mm. brand family, and and that's massive. And so so many of these uh, European brands have been consolidated. You know, we've got what LV, LVMH, Louis Vuitton, Moet, Hennessy, which is a big conglomerate of stuff. And expensive stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's another thing that amazes me is that from from a um, a, a, a economic standpoint is that you know generally speaking, folks in Europe are not uh, making as much money as folks in the states, and yet uh, you find you know a lot of high end, maybe probably more high end products uh, that are sold. And you're like, wow. I mean, and you, and they're not cheap. I mm-hmm. mean, they are not inexpensive. I mean, you're going to buy, um, if you go to electronics, you look at the iPhone 10, and uh, it's, you know, uh, 1,500 euros. Wow. For an iPhone 10. Did um, you get one? No, I didn't get one. Oh, good. <laughs> I think you have to wait, I'm for, I have get to wait one. for your company upgrade. Right, <laughs> right. right. Um, but but you think, wow. I mean, it's just, it's just interesting how that, how how do they afford all that doggone it and still live well? Well, just a quick, I, I got Noxima actually originated in Ocean City, Maryland. Really? Really. The formula was called Townsend R22 and was referred to commonly as no eczema. <laughs> no eczema? Yeah. So it could have been called like... like a- no psoriasis instead of right, right. <laughs> an, an early slogan was the miracle cream of Baltimore. X. The miracle cream of Baltimore should have been my dad. My dad ran away from home when he was 13 uh, to go to Ocean City for the summer. Mm-hmm. Did he get sunburned? And, no, he went there and he was selling fake sunburn, uh, suntan lotion. <laughs> <laughs> So, and, so and, knock off Noxema. <laughs> until, until my grandparents went down there and said, Junior, you're coming back home with us. Well, Merritt, guess what? We're, so it, I got, we got to go to break, don't we? Yeah, you take so, us to break, all Merritt. All right, I will take us to break. Uh, you're listening to the Brand Ambassadors. Please drop us a line at brand.ambassadors at boxoptima.com and tell us about your favorite brands and why they resonate with you. We'll be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. When business people think PR, they usually think spin. Good, bad, or indifferent. But spin without a strategy gets you nowhere but lighter in the wallet. At Vox Optima, our 
outcome-based communication is about results, not the ride. You're focused on your bottom line goals, and so are we. From strategic planning to creative design and production, Vox Optima has experts ready to support your requirements today. Also look to Vox Optima for crisis communication, media training, and issue management. Vox Optima is a service-disabled veteran and a woman-owned business with consultants working from coast to coast. Vox Optima ties PR strategy and every last communication product to what your organization needs to be successful. At Vox Optima, you won't be spinning your wheels. You'll be getting results. Strategy, not spin. To make our results work for you, visit VoxOptima.com. That's VoxOptima.com. If you hear a dog barking or an angel singing, then you know that you are listening to Waking Up in America. Heard every Wednesday at 3 Pacific Time, Valerie Kirkard and all of her friends will bring you powerful and humorous discussions that raise thoughts and give you insight on how to live your life to its fullest potential. Adventure is always a must on Waking Up in America with Valerie Kirkard every Wednesday at 3 Pacific. Trends in global business are changing all the time. It used to only be worrying about your competitor across the street, but now that competitor may be across the world. On Global Business with Mahesh Joshi, we discuss the trends in global business, plus issues and solutions that business leaders face today. Each show is guaranteed to teach you something that you didn't know before about global business. Listen live every Wednesday at noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. listening to the brand ambassadors to reach our program today please call in to 1-866-472-5790 that's 1-866-472-5790 or send an email with questions or comments to brand.ambassadors at voxoptima.com now back to this week's program Welcome back to the Brand Ambassadors. I'm Gary Ponderfield, along with Merritt Hamilton Allen, our last segment. And we've been talking about a bunch of stuff, but mostly uh, we're talking about uh, brands, European brands. That good European brand like Noxima from Motion City, Maryland. I had no idea. Doggone it. When I was a little kid there and my mom had Noxima, I had no idea it was a local brand. How about that? Uh, so uh, we Credit to Wikipedia. Yeah. Wikipedia's taken over, too. Amazon's taken over. Wikipedia's ever that you know, so. I was cleaning up my uh, folks' house in Silver City uh, last week, and it was hard. They had a beautiful preserved set of Funk and Wagnalls encyclopedias. Oh, look that up in your Funk and Wagnalls. Uh, and I used to like to read the encyclopedia because oh. I was a fun kid. I was the World Book. I was uh, for, for me. It was all World Book. I, I we had World Books, and and uh, was it Childcraft. And so I, I might have put them in a box and sneaked to the library donation box, like in the middle of the night, because <laughs> I couldn't bear to throw them away. <laughs> and I'm sure nobody wants them. I used to know. I mean, yeah, I mean, boy, that's a 
I lived in the in the World Book Encyclopedia. That's why that's how I survived. I think you know, um, and I remember this is not good. It's it's okay, I guess. But it, I was, uh, I think it was sixth grade, and uh, I had like a project due in social studies that was due from like a month and a half, and this is Sunday, and it's due tomorrow. <laughs> I'm like, oh my gosh, and uh, so I did. I did a report on cancer that I think. I sort of kind of plagiarized. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, I'm so dead meat. And I go into school the next day. And of course, of course, you go in there and all the girls, they have these, I mean, a half inch thick, beautifully bound with ribbons and look, all this stuff. And I'm like, and I've got this little, like three thin sheets of paper. (laughs) (laughs) Paper clip. Exactly. I'm like, I'm so dead. (laughs) So what did you get? I got, I got, you know, I got an A. I felt really guilty about, well, for a minute. <laughs> right, there were seconds of remorse. <laughs> Double, because it was about cancer. and Because that was the only thing I could find. It was real quick. and it just, I, But I learned my lesson, doggone it, never plagiarized again. I wrote a report on schizophrenia when I was in sixth grade. I don't know if I played. I probably didn't plagiarize it, though, because I was, you know, naturally honest. Uh, you were, no, you were, at the, you were a girl in school, the kind of one that probably... Did you make things like ribbons and bows and make them no, all pretty? I'm, no, because I have no skills like that. <laughs> so mine looked like yours, but had had the girl ethic behind right, it. Right. Okay. Well, that's good. I also remember, uh, boy, we're getting off topic, but it's okay. Uh, like when you're writing reports for school and uh, trying to write as big as possible. To, <laughs> I remember writing papers for college, and I figured out that Palatino took up, Palatino <laughs> font took up the most room. <laughs> That's <laughs> 19 and a half. Yeah. That looks like a 20-page term paper to me. Whee! I had this friend who was, who was convinced that our social studies teacher, this is in high school, just didn't read things. And, and, and it was all just about length. And uh, so he said, so he, he was writing a report about um, the Netherlands. His report was about the Netherlands. So page one was all this really good stuff about the Netherlands. But by page two, he just started writing about his favorite cheeses. And then <laughs> Some <laughs> of talk, which may or may talk, not talk, be Dutch. Right, Velveeta, not too much. <laughs> uh, and then just just total BS. Through, and then the very last page, he went back into talking about the Netherlands. He got an A. I'm like, oh, man. <laughs> this is just, <laughs> our teacher is so busted. Oh, goodness. Okay, that has something to do with Noxzema. I don't remember exactly what. Right. Well, Noxzema is also not from the Netherlands. <laughs> right. But today we're talking about things well, that are now, not... Well, because it's part of Unilever. Right. That's right. We're talking about things that are not part of a, a bigger brand or an important brand. Um, uh, so, uh, where are we now? I have no idea where we are now. Well, we'd gone through the we'd gone through the ranker list before the break, uh, and we'd talked about uh, the consolidation of so many brands under um, massive conglomerate labels. Oh, I want something else I want to tell you about. Hmm. Uh, uh, one of my pet peeves while I was over there. Uh-huh. One of my annoyances while I was, uh, and uh, I, I'm sure it's a, a wonderful thing, uh, but it bothered me. Uh, it's the GDPR. You know the GDPR, the the, the, the global what is it called? The, you know the the regulation now the the protection regulation GDPR. Hold on, it's the I'll tell you. Oh, is that the is it, that the you have to um, have to accept cookies all the time? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah GDPR. Yeah. yeah, it's the global data protection regulation. Which we know is a, we know a guy who's an expert on that. We should have him on the show. Hey, Jeremy Berkowitz, come join us. <clears throat> Go ahead. Okay, good. Uh, I will just tell you that I was ready to sit there and say, 
okay, look, just send me all your cookies. I just, I'll take every cookie there is just so, because every website I went to. Well, it's the law. Every, I mean, can you go anywhere you go? It's like, I got it already. I, I mean, it, it, this is just me being, you know, I, I, should, I, should, I shouldn't be annoyed. I should be thankful, I suppose. But I'm like, got it. Because you know what's going to happen. You know what happens is, is they, everyone has their obligatory, you know, cookie statement. Disclaimer. Cookie disclaimer. And, uh, and everyone always hits accept because you're not going to go through it all. So now it, it becomes, it, it has become, it certainly was invisible to me. Mm-hmm. It, I mean, their statement could have been, you know, we, uh, you, you hereby authorize us to steal your identity. I'd say, yep, you got it. Because it's just, I don't know how you get past that. I don't know how you. Well, yeah, and we, but last <clears throat> fall that began in the U.S. where um, you know, they can remember you, but with the first time you log into a website, you have to acknowledge and accept cookies. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I guess the question becomes, once you acknowledge, in other words, it becomes, because it's so pervasive, it becomes invisible to you. Mm-hmm. So is it counter, mm-hmm. are, are you, are you defeating its purpose? Mm-hmm. And it's probably for another, another day. I just was remembering, I, I said, I got to mention the GDPR because it just bugged me. Well, see, I like it because um, I'm waiting for Groupon to pick up on it because Groupon, you know, is supposed to send you coupons based on your digital mm-hmm. traffic and, and where you go. And I got to tell you, Groupon Albuquerque is so far off base on what Merritt Allen wants. Merritt Allen is interested in, you know, um, skin rejuvenation. Merritt Allen is interested in belly fat reduction. Merritt Allen is interested um, in hair stuff. What I get every week, intimate skin bleaching (laughs) and uh, Brazilian waxes. If you're just tuning in to the brand ambassadors. <laughs> Groupon is completely missing what Merritt Allen wants on the internet. Well, that is. And now all but, of our, but, you, but I see you now know, all of our listeners do know what Merritt Allen wants. See now and go look up uh, in, uh, intimate skin bleaching so you can get the Groupon. No, no I think I'll skip. It's will, disgusting. I will say I will skip it. Uh, that's okay. So GDPR, I'm waiting to, for it to be Groupon better people. Oh, okay. Well, uh, but that's for another just another topic, another day. Uh, it is uh, it is toward the end of our show, Merritt. We've got a, a minute ish left. Um, I'm I, I'm I am happy to be back. I'm happy to be back because we got a lot of cool stuff going on in the company. Uh, a lot of a lot of fun uh, new yeah, engagements. Yeah, we, we need to get Defense Daily on and talk about that. Yeah, we're, that, we'll, we'll definitely do that because that's a lot of fun. We're gonna we're, we're really excited to work with those guys. Yeah. So. We've got uh, uh, we've got a great fall for y'all, folks, uh, <laughs> and it's finally fall in National Harbor. It is. It was. Oh my gosh! It was so hot Wednesday. Well, it, we're gonna get uh, snow at Indian my house summer or whatever it is. No, that wasn't Indian summer. That was Indian. Swamp. Do we have to call it Native Native American summers? Indigenous people. Indigenous people's summer. Indigenous people's summer. It was. Uh, it wasn't summer. It was swamp. <laughs> It was. Uh, my my hair is still is still recovering. It was kind of miserable. Anyway, uh, I'm Merritt Hamilton Allen, and we will be back next week with Gary Potterfield and an exciting guest. We promise we'll actually have a guest, and you won't <laughs> just listen to us. Thanks also so much to Aaron, our engineer, and everyone at Voice America. You've been listening to the Brand Ambassadors. Thank you for tuning in this week to the Brand Ambassadors. Please join Merritt Hamilton Allen and Gary Potterfield for another edition next Friday at 9 a.m. Eastern Time and 6 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Have a great week.